0: and welcome to Love Letters, a podcast about the games, shows, and movies most important to us. I'm your host, Jesse Munner, and in this special episode, I'm joined by two esteemed guests. You may know these decorated daddies from their work on Story Mode Podcast. Uh, one of them is part of the Dynamic Duo, that is dialogue Options, and the other is part of a trio of goofballs called the Falcon of Footy Podcast. They're two dudes I love as friends, but for the sake of brevity, we'll make that We'll call them DILFs. It's John McDonald and Christopher Lowry. How are we
1: doing, fellas? Good. Now
2: that I've just been described as a DILF and a decorated daddy.
1: I mean, yeah, I gotta echo that. That's pretty much how I'm feeling too. <laughs> I feel like every time I've
0: had Chris on the show, I've called him a DILF. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: yeah, there's probably a high strike rate.
0: I speak the truth. What can I say? You're you're, yeah. you're 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 a hot piece, Chris. How are we doing? Before before guys, this this episode is about a kids' show. We can't get too. Flirtatious start. Okay, I've got to keep that sexual tension to a bare <laughs>
1: simmering medium. How are you both doing? i um, pretty good. Pretty good. Just you know, middle of the work week as it is, and just living my best life, biding my time till Spider Man on Friday, just to date this. Oh, I'm oh. very excited for Spider Man. Ooh, cannot wait. I'm um, I'm gonna
0: try and finish Starfield tomorrow. Um, I have work, but let's look, let's look. Let that get in the way. I'm gonna try and finish Stafford tomorrow, uh, so I can be primed for Spider Man on Heck yes. Friday. Chris, how about you? How are you doing?
2: Uh yeah, pretty good. My um, it's always weird when I get to Wednesday because I feel like it's the middle of work week, but Fridays at my work are pretty much a write off. So I'm almost at the end of the work week.
0: You have no. You're gonna have a good time. Yeah, just just take Friday off, play Spider Man. that would be great. Yeah, Chris. Joel, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna leapfrog over you. We've spoken about dialogue options. People know to like and subscribe and go listen for some of the best video game content you can find. But Chris, you were part of a new show, along with me and our good friend Clarky. We're talking a bit about the old AFL over on the Falcon A Footy podcast. Uh look, let's just peer behind the curtain real quickly. Trade period wraps up a few hours ago. What were your thoughts?
2: Uh, if I could sum it up in one word, it would be anticlimactic.
0: Oh yes, Joel. You don't follow
1: football, or do you? Not really. No. Do you have a team? I do. Yeah, Geelong. I'm a, oh, my okay, family's no. been Geelong Cats for <laughs> ever, so I've just sort of via osmosis, um, yeah, adopted that team as my own. So ah, adopt a different
0: team, a better team. If you will, <laughs> like, I'm not going to get. I'm not going to start talking about footy much. That's like getting bitter and yelling. I mean, Chris would know whenever we do the Falcons, like guys let's make sure we don't swear too much let's not just like hang shit on collingwood for the f- for the full hour and then i come in and start swearing my head off talking about collingwood so yep <clears throat> i won't start here because we are like i said we're talking about a kids show a show that i had heard so much about the world is obsessed with this but me not being a parent had no reason to to watch it however you two are, are dads fathers if you will uh And you convinced me to to watch a few episodes today and I was originally going to watch, well, you gave me a list of 10 and I'm like, I'll watch five and I'll I'll, I'll bluff the rest. I watched about 16 of them today (laughs) Um, and I will probably watch more tomorrow. I've got a feeling that it's similar to when I first started watching Adventure Time. I watched a few, I'm like, okay, cool, let's start some starts, do it properly. We are, of course, talking about the cultural phenomenon that is bluey. I never thought I'd do a podcast about Bluey. Now, like I said, you two are dads. Let's get some context before we get too deep into things. Uh, Chris, we'll start with you. Yes. how us about your kids.
2: Uh, I have two kids, two boys. Um, Lachlan, who's almost six, and Jordan, who his birthday's only five days after Lachlan. He's almost two. Um, yeah, they're, they're great. They're a handful. Um, they definitely keep me busy. They definitely keep us awake. So, yeah.
0: (laughs) The tired of them, they definitely keep us awake. (laughs) Uh,
1: Joel, how about yourself? Uh, I've just got the one. Um, uh, His name is Griffin. He's four years old. Um, He's just started playing video games, which is warming my heart, but also becoming a problem. Oh, yeah. It's a double edged sword. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I was so happy. And then a week later, I was like, what have I done? Um, (laughs) but <laughs> yeah but uh yeah and uh, he's a uh, he's a little bugger but i love him dearly and yeah I, like chris said keeps me on my toes uh to no avail at the moment
0: joel I have, i'm I'm yet to meet Griff, but that will happen hopefully sooner rather than later um you did mm-hmm. see me have a photo of the, of the little champ a few days ago which definitely made me very, very happy and chris your kids are just the best they're they're heaps of fun and i think you two uh again like i said i'm not i'm not a family person i'm not a family guy if you will, <laughs> despite being a fat despite being a fat guy wearing a white t-shirt right now um <laughs> I, I i i don't have any aspirations of fatherhood or anything like that but i can tell that you two are doing an outstanding job of it um just in the outside so round of applause for you two very well done thank you uh, awesome Thank I you. think a big part of again, I just hear some people. A big part of what makes kind of Bluey special is that it reminds parents that they're doing a great job, uh, and we'll get into that a bit more. But again, for further context, there's some people who have literally been living under a rock and they don't know what Bluey is, you guys just give me give me the
1: elevator picture. What, what what is Bluey? I mean, it's the 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 adventures of uh, the titular Bluey, who is a Uh, I believe she's five or six-year-old, and her family, which consists of her little sister, Bingo, um, their mother, Chili, and their father, Bandit. Uh, And it's just the adventures that they go on, um, basically living their lives. And it sort of has a very big emphasis on, like, the idea of, Learning through play, and there's, I mean, I mean, I'm already going to start like spilling off a whole bunch of different things, but it. it's just the adventures of, of 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 this uh this family of um, anthropomorphic dogs living in Queensland in Brisbane. So um it's um yeah it's a it's a special show. Uh, at service level, it's just another children's show, but you could be remiss as putting it in the same category as as your pepper Pigs and your Hey Duggies and things like that, but there is some special sauce going on uh, when it comes to when it comes to Bluey in terms of its storytelling and the subject matter that it deals with and how it deals with it. So,
2: how about you, Chris? Uh, I think Joel summed it up well. Um, yeah, it's the the adventures that the the family go on. Um, it's I think that the the appeal and and why it has become such a worldwide phenomenon. Like I remember the first time. That I watched it was with Lachlan when season one was out or when it was happening, um, and we'd kind of heard of it and we we're like, oh, like it was. I think it was on ABC at the time. We we're like, yeah, let's give this show a go. This looks good. And um, the more that my my wife and I were watching it with him, the more that we found that we'd put him to bed and then we'd still leave Bluey on and we'd just sit there watching it ourselves. Um, and I think that's because of the the humor is is aimed at both kids and adults, but also the, as Joel said, the subject matter. Um, it it tackles um, some pretty complex issues throughout the series.
0: Yeah, that caught me by surprise watching a few episodes, and it's done so tactfully that it lands a real emotional punch. But you don't. It kind of feels like it's there with you mm. during those moments, uh, yeah. which I think is quite, it's a very mature kid's show. I I think that's the way I would would sum it up after watching it for a day, binge watching it for a day. I also think it's so quintessentially Australian. Yeah. It doesn't, so much Australian TV, I guess it's not as bad from what I've seen recently, but I know we went through a phase where it would become very Americanized to appeal to an American market. But this is just like, they're, they're going to Bunnings and they're talking about the cricket. Like, it is so Australian and the characters are uh, laid back. And I, I don't think I've, I've seen that before. Admittedly, I don't watch many, you know, kids' shows. But I haven't really seen that before. But another thing, and, and I guess this kind of goes back to when I was a kid and I used to watch all of this type of stuff. I love the relationship with the parents. Normally, like, parents and older people in these sort of shows are... They're just authority figures. They're kind of the bad guy, or they just don't understand it. We're the kids, and we're trying to like do rebellious shit. This is just a good family unit learning together. They 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 mess up together. They learn together. They grow together. And I haven't seen. It, 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 I think it's weird to use a term like um, chemistry when it comes to an animated show. But these this family unit is so good and relatable. And like I was watching these episodes and there were like things that Bandit says. I'm like, I can, I could see Chris and Joel saying this 110% <laughs> because he's just like fucking around, having a joke with your kids. And I don't really see that in other, in other of properties. Do you think that's part of it's like appeal and what, it, what's elevating it above everything else?
2: Yeah, definitely. And I, I, I think that um, it's, it, as you said, it's super relatable. It's, it's breaking that typical TV, stereotype where the, the parent is the bad guy who's there to basically just bring the problem into the episode. Um, they're, they're completely different. I think that what it's done as well is um, for an animated show, it's it's almost, and I know I'm saying this even though they're dogs, it's almost humanized the parents um, just in such little subtle ways where um, the, there's a one of the more recent episodes, I can't remember the title of it. It's the one where they go to the beach. Uh, it might actually be called beach, or I think it's called uh, I think it's called Stickbird from memory. Um,
0: yes, <clears throat> Stickbird. I was going to watch that one actually. Stickbird. Yeah. So
2: there's little subtle moments throughout that episode where they hint at, but they never quite confirm that Bandit is going through some sort of mental health concern at the time. Um, oh. And it's just little things yeah. like um, Chili says to him at times, like. Like, you can just tell that he's down. He's not his usual bandit. And she says to him, like, you've you've got to let it go. And he's like, yeah, 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 I know. Yeah, I know. Um, and that's kind of the lesson of the episode is that eventually um, he Bingo kind of helps him to to let go of what he's holding on to and what's what's kind of bringing him down. So it's there's, there's very little subtle things that they, they do in the episodes, particularly with the parents, that I think that's what makes it so appealing for parents to watch is that it becomes so relatable.
1: Yeah, I, I would tend to agree with that a hundred percent it's it, it is it is so relatable on on so many levels i i when i'm usually pitching this to people regardless of the is if they've got kids or not when i'm telling them about how much i personally love bluey and um i always say that it has taught me uh it, it's taught me things about being a father it's taught me things about uh being like you know a husband it's taught me things about how i can be better when it comes to my job because I work in childcare. So like it, it is, it's been so like not informative, but like, yeah, I guess relatable in a way that makes me sort of like confirm that what I'm doing, I'm on the right track sometimes, you know, cause you have those moments where you, you're not sure if you're doing the right thing or if this is the right out uh, outcome for, for y- your family or your life. And um, yeah, this show weirdly is like kind of like life affirming in a way I think uh, cause, because it's so relatable. So yeah, what? I absolutely agree with that. One hundred
2: percent, and it also, I think that the big thing as well, like um, you just mentioned there, and Jesse mentioned earlier, that it it kind of conf- it confirms for you as a parent that you're you're kind of you're doing an all right job. But I think more importantly than anything is that it it tells you that as a parent, it's okay to not always be perfect and to not always do the best job, as long as you kind of learn from it, you get there in the end. And that's what you see a lot with Bandit, in particular, is that. He doesn't always say the right thing or he doesn't always do the right thing, but he always gets there in the end, and that's what ends up making him such a good dad.
0: It's one of those things where I compare it to like Homer Simpson is sometimes a bit of a dick. Actually, for most <laughs> of the time, if you boil down, he's an awful, awful human being. But the episodes where he genuinely tries are quite touching and they they add to the heart of the show. That's well, like the
2: the the do-it-for-her moment.
0: I, exactly. Like that yeah. humanized him so much despite the fact that he chokes his son. <laughs> Um, which <laughs> love letters, word of advice, do not do. Is, is, is bad. Don't be doing that. Um, but with, with Bandit, like it's always got that heart, and just like, like he's kind of stumbling, but he's stumbling forward. Like he's gonna make mistakes, and same with same with Chili. But they've got each other's back. And like Chris, I I must say, like when I when I see the way um, Chili and Bandit talk to each other, it reminded me a lot of you and your partner. 'Cause they always just do like little jokes going back and forth and stuff like that. And it's just like it's a really, really good connection. Like, you know, they're meant to be together and stuff like that. Look, we've spoken about how it
1: appeals to adults. What do you kids think of it? I mean, they're wild about it. Like Griffin's Griffin's crazy about it. Like he goes, these moments where he like he won't want to watch it but stuff. But like if I suggest to him, like, hey, do you want to watch an episode of Bluey? He's like, Yeah. There's a Bluey video game coming out in, like a month's time, and he has been telling everyone at least Three times a week, like anytime he sees anyone, he's like, "There's a blue video game coming out. We're gonna get it. We're gonna get it. It's coming out soon." And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, mate. We're we're gonna get it day what, one." Don't what worry is about it. it? What is the video game? It's just like a series of like I think like like mini games and, and adventures and and stuff. But there's like a there's a, a, a an original story that's been written for it, and new music and all the voice casted like reprising their roles. And um, yeah, it's it's by the same people who made the Peppa Pig game. As well, was oh, a Peppa Pig game? There's two. Oh, <laughs> yep.
0: see, uh, just give me a Stick Cricket reskin with um <laughs> Bluey and all of her friends. I, I would yeah. be mad for that. And look, we'll get to how important cricket is in some of the episodes <laughs> in a moment. Uh, Chris, how about your boys? What do they think of it?
2: Uh, yeah, they love it. They, um, Lachlan kind of, I think like any kid goes through ups and downs, um, his his number one love and the same with Jordan is Thomas the Tank Engine. They're both absolutely nuts for Thomas. Um but yeah, they both love Bluey. Um at no point have I ever put Bluey on and they've gone, I don't want to watch this. Or well, no, it's just they they happily watch it. Um we've got plenty of videos of Jordan. As soon as the theme song comes on, he just starts bopping. Um so yeah, and it is such a catchy thing. I was doing
0: that today, to be honest. Yeah. Oh, that fly like cooking dinner on the barbecue and I was humming it. So it is <laughs> I, I I get it. Him and I have the same oh, yeah. sense of rhythm, which Chris, you know me and my musical ventures may not be a good thing. <laughs> have you did you notice <laughs> while while watching
2: it when the theme song was on that the theme song is the, the intro is mute they're doing musical statue? hmm That's why they call yep. out the names.
1: Yep. Ah yeah. yeah. I remember that the day I found that out, it sort of <laughs> it it kind of broke my brain too. I was like <laughs> oh my god, this show is amazing.
0: <laughs> Chris, you brought up um, Thomas Tank Engine. Yeah. One of the OGs. <clears throat> what other kids' entertainment is there at the moment? Is Peppa Pig still a thing? Uh, Peppa is Pig, life still. Yeah, it's still
2: out there. Um, my kids have never really gotten huge into Peppa Pig. Um, Lachlan's kind of... He got into it a little bit, um, but not massively. Um, they've both um, at separate points, gotten into Hey Dougie, which is yeah pretty big at the moment. Um,
0: yeah. Joel, you mentioned Hey Dougie before. What? Yeah, what's Hey Dougie?
1: Uh, it's like a, a a dog that runs like a, a Boy Scouts camp for like uh, other like animal children, <laughs> and they're called the, they're called the squirrels. The concept just and, sounds yeah, are so they strange. all squirrels? <laughs> No, no, they're not. No, there's what like an the alligator. F- there's a rhino. There's a hippo. <laughs> there's a mouse. There's an oct. There's a mouse. There's an octopus. <laughs> like it, yeah. It's what. Well, it's actually pretty funny. I, I like Dougie's actually, like, it's not like bluey level. Like, it's pretty. It's pretty dumb in terms of its its storytelling and pretty basic. But it is. There's some pretty good jokes and stuff in there, and some good some good stories that are pretty fun to to watch. Yeah. But um,
0: yeah. Oh, this yeah. dog creature is terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> i've googled it why is she so much bigger than the rest yeah yeah, so yeah there's a, a video game that uses the exact same art style and driving insane i can't pick up what it is so
2: there's dougie dougie's pretty popular and as i said like uh when lachlan was little that was his kind of first um favorite tv show his first birthday was hey dougie themed um and jordan's gotten into it as well but I don't think it's got as much longevity as, as, like, Bluey. They kind of get into it when they're younger, and then as they get a little bit older, they're out of it. Um, Sorry,
0: just to bring yeah. up The Simpsons again, just to invoke The Simpsons again, I am looking at pictures of Hey Dougie, and I can see Hey Dougie, <laughs> Dougie and the stick badge, uh, where the titular oh. Dougie, I'm assuming, um, is wearing, like, a checkered sort of a lumberjack outfit and looks dead on, like, the bear, you know, the 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 who can put out forest fires oh my god it's like um a bear. bear from the simpsons yeah. you've selected me which means you you've selected me <laughs> i don't know hey, i'll say it not a fan of doggy not a fan that's fair. <laughs> fair
2: there's um it's the fair. bluey household there's some other there's some other shows that have been on that i just absolutely hate when they come on um Lachlan, oh, the when, bad ones. Lachlan, when he was little, was into this show called Baby Jake. Uh, just, oh, He was also... Yeah, it's bad. He he was kind of into this show that used to pop up on TV. It was on ABC called Little Roy, and I just hated that show as well. Um, I don't remember
0: that one. So yeah. I'm sorry. I've just Googled Baby Jake. I'm going to have to delete my computer now. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Is, is this just a real child? Some sort of like... He looks like a young soccer hooligan. again. <laughs> And then just pasted his face over like an animated body. Is that the go?
2: Yeah, pretty much.
0: This looks like, like those... my Photoshop work. <laughs> oh my
1: god, there's a doll guy I feel. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh no. no. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's kinda like those Quilton ads where they've got like the cherubs with like the Yes.
0: Yes, I've noticed they've yeah. come back
1: as well. Yeah, uh, yeah. They certainly have. Um but then there's there's other ones as well because uh, I I saw that Quilton ad when I went to the movies on Sunday to see the Paw Patrol, the Mighty Movie. Paw Patrols, oh yes, Paw Patrol, how could I forget? A big winner at the moment, yeah, uh, and it's all right. As it, it goes all right. Yeah, the Paw Patrol, Patrol
2: movie is. was pretty good. Like the first one, I haven't seen the newest yeah. one, the Mighty Pups one.
1: It might I mean, it's more of the same. So <laughs> it's 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 pretty good. Like it was it was enjoyable. I'll give it that. Um, worst ways to spend a day, but. Um, and then, I mean, it, uh, on the Australian front too, you've still got like, I mean, things like PlaySchool are still going yeah. and they are wildly popular. And I think probably I would almost put them in the same category as Bluey in terms of, um, they've actually dealt with a lot of heavy issues pretty like upfront. Um, they had an entire episode about like, um, grief and like losing someone that you love and things Thanks. like that. Um, yeah, they had a whole coronavirus uh, episode where they were talking about like washing your hands and all sorts, and like it's they're just like, hey, this is things that the like children should probably know about, and and we're gonna you know teach them, and they have they they follow a lot of the um the 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 national quality standards and things like that that like most early education does follow as well. So um, yeah, it's it, it's a little bit more heavy handed than say Bluey. Um, Instead of telling it in a narrative way, but yeah,
0: I'm glad there are resources like that out there though. Because like, if I was a parent during coronavirus, I'd be like, "Wash your hands, or you'll fucking die." <laughs> so I'm glad there's something out there that's like, maybe, maybe that won't be the case. Just let me be a bit cleaner. Slightly more also, the so heads board. up: I've sent you guys a link in the um, in the chat if you're able to access that. Um, off the doll, off little baby Jake, who it's oh, an that is terrifying. Head.
1: That's awful. Oh, my God. J- oh, God.
0: That's a man. That's a man's. <laughs> it also looks face. nothing like Baby Jake. Also, the baby's body looks like it's facing the other way. Yeah. I, it can't does. Talk, I don't know why, but it sort of does. It does. That's not Baby Jake. That's
1: Lawrence, who works the tuck shop. Like,
0: <laughs> I hate him.
1: Yeah. No, I'm with you on that. No, thank you. Um,.
2: No, thank I you. don't know if this is if this is completely by our input and design, but my um Lachlan has recently started getting into shows more from our era. So he's been smashing Powerpuff Girls,
1: Powerpuff mm-hmm. Girls for nice. some reason,
2: um, came out of nowhere. Nice, um, and we've also gotten him heavily into Pokemon lately. So he's watching the original kind of Pokemon cartoon series on Netflix as well.
0: Whenever any of my friends will send me like a, a post a, a status about their kid finally into Pokemon. There's something in my brain that's very happy because it's like, my role as family friend in the distance who sees for <laughs> birthdays and Christmas sometimes, my gift-giving ability has skyrocketed, okay? Because they're in my wheelhouse now, okay? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, remind me about that when birthdays come around and I'll get them sorted out. well look you've given me a nice (laughs) transition to my next question what sort of shows did you like as kids is anything Uh, that stuck
1: with you i I watched a lot of gumby oh gumby gumby was yeah gumby was big when i was when i was young and i i flippin loved that like loved a bit of gumby um super ted was another one that i like i remember watching a lot of i very much enjoyed super ted um and then as I got a bit older, like, you know, like all the Nicktoons and stuff like that, yeah. like Rocco's Modern Life and things, I should not have been watching that.
0: Oh my God. Yeah. Can we do an episode At of Rocco's Modern Life? I used to love I'm that down. show. I'm down. Going back and I watching that new movie. watching
1: Rocco's
2: Modern Life now, I'm like, why was I watching this as a kid?
0: It's like an it's A24 wild. film. It is yeah. so insane. <laughs> it's yeah. Dark.
1: Um, yeah. That, oh that show
0: gets nasty quickly. Yeah.
1: <laughs> It's so,
0: oh boy. Yeah.
2: I can't, I can't remember a lot of the shows I watched when I was really little. I know that I loved Brum.
0: Oh yes, yeah. A show.
2: Um, mm-hmm. I was really into Sesame Street, which shout out to Sesame Street now. It's still one of the best, like it, when we, when we're talking about like education and stuff, it tackles some big issues and does it in a good way. Um, yeah, still absolutely. a fantastic show. Um, yeah. As I got a little bit older, same Nick tunes. Um, I loved Rocket Power, um, Angry Beavers, Cat Dog, oh, all the standards. No, Angry
0: Beavers, Cat Dog, flawless. I think for me at that age, it was Naughty, mad for Naughty, gutted with what they've done to Naughty. Like they've massacred my boy. Yeah,
1: get- it's like that and Bananas in Pajamas. Bananas in Pajamas. Oh, actually, and- yeah, like- I loved Bananas in Pajamas even- when I was little. Yeah, <laughs> same.
0: So bad. I don't know, they made so them three. Um, and there's also a show that I I remember liking, but the main character uh, gave me the, the creeps a little bit, and still does. Okie doke.
1: Oh yeah, I don't know that one. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, it was about like
0: a full grown wooden man who went and lived yep. in some sort of like tree village, and I, I he could have been there like god king. I can't, I don't really know in retrospect what the relationship between him and the and the the forest folk was. He may have been like, yeah, like a forest spirit. That's all I remember about it, but I remember really being into it because the uh, the opening song was 10 out of 10. Slaps. Yeah, Absolutely slaps. Absolutely fantastic. Yeah. All right. Let's get into the nitty gritty. We've, we've spoken about the episodes uh, as as a whole, but like I said, you both gave me five episodes each to watch, and then a, I've got a bonus one in the end. I'm going to mention the name of the episode and throw it to one of you guys who, who gave me the episode, obviously. So, what made this episode special to you, uh, Joel? Your first
1: Dragon, which was the first episode I watched. What an episode! Oh boy, you, yeah, what an episode! And you've, um, yeah, you've you've hit me right in the in the weak point right there. Um, Dragon is a relatively new episode. Um, I was excited before it came out um, because I'd heard that Kate Miller Heidke was going to be in it as Chili's mum, and I was like, that's awesome. We hadn't heard anything about Chilly's mum. Probably should have, um, uh, you know, cottoned on at that point. Um, But not to, like, get too uh, into the weeds or anything, but, like, my mum passed away just uh, uh, almost a year ago now. Um, And, yeah, so this episode deals with um, uh, Bluey, like, trying to figure out, like, She's not happy with the way she's able to draw things and her style and and getting picked on for like rough, like vaguely by her by her um her sister and, and and father sometimes. Um, it's all told through different types of like art. So it, 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 it's told through the way that each of the characters are drawing their characters because the family sitting at the table drawing pictures and things. and then as the story progresses, it goes into said pictures and it's like, you know, it turns out Chili's actually very good at doing, like, visual art and things like that, and Bandit is about as good as you'd expect him to be. Um, they have good cars. Come on. They, they, they <laughs> sick cars. Like, yeah. Um, but uh, the crux of the episode is, like, uh, Chili's mum telling her when she was younger that, like, you know, you can do anything. You just got to, you know, keep at it, basically. Like, stick with it. Um, and then... Sort of as the episode goes on, actually, uh, she's drawn this horse that she's running around this winged horse, Pegasus, if you will, I guess. Um, and uh, they sort of go on this adventure, and at the end, the like they go to leave, and the horse stays there, and sort of. Chile has this moment of like, "You're not coming with me, are you?" And the horse sort of like whinnies a little bit, and she sort of rests her head against the horse's head, and then it sort of sprouts wings and flies off into the distance, um, and it is stunning it says so much without saying, with saying so little. Um, and I remember watching that episode and it was probably about six months after my mum passed away. And I, I was just an absolute fucking mess watching that. Um, and I still am uh, every time I, I watch that episode. So that's a special one for me.
2: Bluey has a, has a knack for um, having an episode that is very funny and you're watching it and you think, oh, this is hilarious. And you're laughing. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, now I'm crying. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. Yes, this is a very, very big episode for that. Like, and there's so many little subtle things. Like, you see the flashbacks of um Bandit. I'm trying so hard to get the names right. <laughs> Bandit, when he was young, he was drawing these cars, like nobody supported him. He he gave up on he really liked drawing cars. Like it was kind of his dream to like do something with that. And he got no support. He was bullied. He just gave it up, which is kind of heartbreaking. And he sort of, he when he starts drawing these things for his kids, he kind of realized, like, I I used to really like this. And it kind of got beaten out of me a little bit. And then you see how supportive Chili's mum was and was able to, like, kind of let her daughter grow and, her, you know, fulfill her potential and stuff like that. Uh, I really like those plots running simultaneously while there's also this, like, fantasy story happening with the kids. It's so well yeah. done, yeah. Um, just to keep the 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 big hits coming, Chris onesies.
2: Yeah. Yes. Um, so th- as I just said, very classic bluey bait and switch. This episode. Um, so in this episode, um, Chili's sister Brandy comes to visit, who they haven't haven't seen um, in four years. Uh, voiced by Rose Byrne as well. Another hell of a cameo in there. Um, And she comes to visit and she brings the kids onesies as a present. And then um, you find out that when Bingo wears a onesie, she becomes one with the onesie and she gets a cheetah onesie and she she starts chasing everyone around and trying to hunt them down, Um, which is very funny. The scene when they're hiding in the car, And then Bandit (laughs) appears on the window, like he's dying. And He's like, did you give her the onesie? (laughs) Um, And then um, so throughout the episode, Bluey kind of keeps saying that she wished that she got the cheetah onesie and were there any in her size because she got a zebra one. Um, And they keep kind of going back to that. And then there's like these little subtle moments with um, Chili's sister, Brandy, where um, she keeps, Chili keeps kind of saying like, I know it's hard to, to come see us and stuff. They hint that there's, there's something there. And then, uh, there's a moment between Chili and Bluey where, um, Chili says to, to Bluey, you know, how you really want the, the cheetah onesie. Well, there's something that Arnie Brandy really wants, but she can't have as well. And then, um, at that moment you see Bingo kind of running away from Brandy and she has her arms out reaching out to her. Like she's, she just really wants, and it's, it's obviously a, a a metaphor for that she she can't have kids and she she really wants to have kids and she can't and that's why it's a painful experience every time she comes to visit. Um, so yeah, it was it was one of those episodes where when it first came out and we sat down to watch it, and we watched it. We got to the end, and we're like, God damn it, they did it again.
0: Yeah. When that episode ended, like that's heartbreaking. And then there was just a moment from the start of the episode because, like you said, it sets it up really well. So when that penny drops everything, all the dominoes kind of fall down. I just mixed two metaphors into one. But there's that moment <laughs> where she sees the kids and uh, Brandy looks at Chili and says, she looks just like me. And there's this pause yeah. there, which you don't you don't think of too much at the start. Because mm. at the start, I just thought, coming from um, myself, coming from a family where nobody talks to each other, because everyone hates each other a little bit, um, I just thought the sisters had a falling out and they were kind of reconciling. Mm. So that's what I thought that pause was, was just trying to trying to make small talk. But then in the context of what you find out later, that part is absolutely devastating. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It also, the it's- there's a scene that just kills me every time, and that's when um, Louie's trying to run away from Bingo as the cheater, and she comes across Bandit laying down next to the car on his phone. On his phone? And she's like, yeah. Dad, help. And he's like, no, I'm dead. It's the rules. And he's just scrolling through his phone. <laughs>
0: yeah. the-, the parents are written so realistically because, like, Look, I don't know what i gonna say, I don't know what parents were like back in the day. No, I've I've had them for thirty thirty two <laughs> years almost. Um, so I'm, I'm aware of them. But I like how they've written uh, Bandit and Chili as funny. Like they have their jokes and they'll joke with their kids. They don't they don't look down on their children, which I think you see yeah. a lot in media. They're like yeah. no, like they're little versions of us. We can have our inside jokes, like you know. Yeah, I don't know. Yep. There's, there's something about how they written it's very, very comfortable i Like there's
2: a there's a particular episode I can't remember uh, what it's called, but there's a particular episode where it's it it hasn't really been confirmed, but in the Bluey lore, it's um it's heavily hinted that Chili is very hungover. Um, yep, and it, yep, it's, it's a very funny episode.
0: It's a very good episode. Yeah, yeah. all it's right, very good. I saw a bunch of lists today that it was like you know. The adult jokes and stuff in, in Bluey, um, that, you know, kind of hidden away from the kids. I may go through that list and watch some of these episodes because just how
1: well written they are.
0: Uh, Joel, up to you. Pass the Parcel, a
1: controversial episode. Yeah. So, Pass the Parcel is great. I think, like, I think this is a good one with, like, messages for adults as well. And maybe, like, grandparents that are watching this one as well to, to a degree. Um, this is all about, um, the healer's, fa- the healer family's neighbors, um, uh, Lucky and Lucky's dad, Pat, um, who uh, uh, are organizing, at the, they're at a, a birthday party, one of the kids' birthday parties, and they're playing Pass the Parcel. And uh, Lucky's dad, Pat, is uh, sort of a bit taken aback by they decide to play Pass the Parcel, and he's like, "Oh, I'll turn around so I don't see who's going to get the, you know, uh, who I stop on." They're like, "Well, no, it's, everyone gets a turn, and uh, there's a present in every layer." And so everyone gets something at the end, and he's like, "Oh, we cut back in my." It's like a back in my day moment. A nation of squibs. (laughs) I was just about to say, "We're raising a (laughs) nation of squibs." Is yeah, the lie that he uses. Um, So he takes it upon when it's when it's time for I think uh, Lucky's brother, who I can't remember his name, I think it's his birthday party, and um, he decides to do pass the parcel the old school way, where one big prize in the middle. And, you know, one winner, that's it. Um, so, uh, and that has disastrous effects <laughs> uh, to the point where he basically just pisses off all the children and all the all the families are there, and it results in one of my favourite moments too, where he starts just trying to give them money. To
0: make <laughs> oh my god, that's so funny! That keeps the
1: five dollars, mate. He's can anyone change a twenty? Bob, you got plenty. Here's a present. It's you can have this one, so Dad. That's mine. Like it's yeah, it's so funny. Um, but it sort of goes. It cuts between a whole bunch of the other children's birthdays, um, and the little boy that wins it at the end of um that disastrous attempt to at pass the parcel is really excited when it's the time for his birthday party. He decides he wants to do it like his dad's rules, uh, much to the uh, chagrin of uh, all the other families and the children at that said party. But as it goes on, they go from party to party. Um, the children sort of start to learn a little bit of, um, I guess uh, I'm trying to think of the word, like um, they, they, they start to sort of um, understand that it's, it's okay to lose and it's more exciting to have that one big prize at the end um, uh, to, to the point where it gets to um, Bluey's birthday and Bingo gets to decide because she always ends up missing out, like just missing out on winning. Um, she gets to decide whether it's the, the old way or, or Lucky's Dad's Rules way and they all end up playing Lucky's Dad's Rules way and Bingo wins it in the end um, and gets a prize, gets a, a birdie kite. Um, and I, I think it's really good. Like it, it sort of addresses those um, like – Old school parenting, the whole like partici- myth. participation trophy sort of thing. Yeah, 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 but in a way where it's like, uh, okay, y- y- there are, there are merits to the way it used like to, to the way things may have used to have been, um, but there are also positives, and I think that's what the, uh, to the way things are now, and I think that's what Bluey does really well is they don't particularly take a very strong stance either way; they present both sides of the coin. Um, almost like a, a, a very 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 family friendly south park in a way because South Park are pretty good at doing that by like just sort of like like making fun of both sides whereas this one sort of presents both sides and go hey well look there's no real right answer there's no real wrong answer here
0: this episode could have actually been really I hate the term cringy um but they they tackle this with a fair bit of nuance that I mean nuance isn't something that most people on social media and stuff understand nowadays or want to be part mm-hmm. of so i was looking to this episode a little bit because i saw some of the comments um were like oh it's a bit of a controversial one and there were people like being like oh no this is you know teaching people um you know sort of the old the old kind of shitty ways this is like you know part like partly bullying and all this type of stuff and then there's another the type other side being like yeah it's too many participation trophies everyone gets something for nothing rah, rah, rah. But this, this episode shows, like, no, there's, there's, there is a middle ground here, um, and it, it's a healthy one. It, it can teach kids some really valuable things. Joel and Chris, your kid's birthday, you're playing pass the parcel.
1: What rules are you playing by? I think I'd go Lucky's Dad's rules because I I'd also have party bags, so everyone's not going to walk away empty handed anyway. So yeah, I've
2: I I hadn't actually heard of the other way until I watched this episode of Bluey. Um, <laughs> I've only ever known it as the Lucky's Dad's rule way because it's how I'd, it was when I was brought up, so I'd probably just instinctively go with that way.
0: And look at you, Chris, now. Tough as steel, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Home to a fine edge. Um uh, yeah, at at first I thought um uh Lucky's dad was a bit of a bit of a dick, but yeah the episode does balance it out really, really well. I thought I, I thought this was a great one. Um another one great one, which Oh actually sorry, just to go back to Past the Parcel, can I just mention that it did bring up something that I see Parents, young parents, go through, and it horrifies me. Do you guys have to go to a birthday party every weekend?
1: Not at the moment. Not yet.
0: Yeah. Oh, I pray for you because that will happen. That yeah, will we've
1: happen.
2: we've been to a few this year, but um, when Lachlan starts primary school next year, that's when I would imagine we'll start to get invited to quite a few more.
0: Gonna have to go to little Beth Anthony's birthday. Oh, turn not for you, man. <laughs> Chris, I'm going to throw it back to you. With Unicourse. Unicourse, one word, not University Course.
2: Yes. Uh, so when you asked for five episodes, I wanted to give a mixture of the ones that hit hard and also ones that are just hilarious. Um, Unicourse is one of those ones that I just find hilarious. So there's is um, there two characters that Bandit plays with his hands. Um, Unicourse is one. The other one is Sean, which is in... Oh, a different, different episode. Um, I thought so you were going to say good.
0: Sean was the name of the lawyer in this one. Because when the no. lawyer came out, I fucking lost <laughs> it. <laughs> um, the, sorry.
2: So uni- unicorn is, Um, the episode is Bluey is supposed to go to bed. Um, This is another one of those, has one of those very, very subtle moments, which it's never been confirmed, but it's just kind of a, a commonly held belief amongst parents who watch Bluey. Um, so Bluey comes down, like the parents think that she's asleep and she comes down from the stairs and says that she can't sleep and she wants to stay up with them. Um, and there's a there's a very subtle moment where when she's walking down the stairs, uh, bandit says to Chili, oh, you know she can't help it. Um, it's commonly held belief that Bluey has ADHD, but has never been confirmed. Oh. And there's multiple little... Yep hints throughout episodes where they do hint at it and they make little references to um, Bluey having ADHD, but they've never come and outwardly said it. Um, yeah. So with the episode, um, Bluey comes down and they um, Bandit says to Chili, I've got an idea. And it always makes me laugh when Chili says, is it a bad idea? <laughs> <laughs> um, and then he's, <laughs> he comes out with Unicorse, which is a little puppet that he has on his hand. Um, and unicorn basically just ruins everything. Chili's trying to to read a book to Bluey, and Unicorns just keeps interrupting and being loud. And there's, there's one particular moment that gets me every time. It's when Chili says, "So you and your mate can just
1: jog on," <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so and then the whole "Why should I care?" Of course. Yeah. So why should I care? And my favourite part is the um is when when she asks him what he eats, <laughs> what unicorn eats, and he goes. Children, <laughs> like it kills me it every right time. Gets right up in, in her face. <laughs> just yeah, <laughs> so children.
2: Um, and yeah, there's multiple catchphrases from Unicorse. Guilty. Um, and, <laughs> yeah, and why should I care? Um, and yeah, it's just it's a funny episode. It's fun. Um, so yeah, that's why it's one of my favorite.
0: Joel, the next episode is actually one I saw. A lot of people, I think, it was Gary Witter, um, was tweeting a lot about an episode called Cricket. And I
1: was yeah. quite
0: interested in this one, and it's one of my favorites that I watched. What's cricket about?
1: Uh, I had I, like just to, to to preface this, I had a feeling this one might be one of your favorites, Jesse. I just I I think, um, cricket sort of follows. It, 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 it's one of those. Uh, there's a few episodes that do it where we follow another character in the Bluey universe, um, and, and this one sort of centers around, um, Rusty, uh, and, King Rusty. Uh, yeah, Rusty, who's shown up quite a few times before, and is always a bit of a um a fan favorite, I think as well. Um, but this is sort of like it tells the story. It's, it's sort of a, a bandit is uh, like narrating this uh, about how good Rusty is at cricket. They're all at a, a family get, gav- like a, a I think a birthday party of some description, or it might be like a Christmas breakup party or something like that. Um, at a park, and they're all having a having a, a game of cricket out in the field, and um, yeah, it, we we follow along and and uh. All the adults start to try and, and start to try and bowl uh, Rusty out, but um, Bandit sort of in his narration and through flashbacks, we find out that um, Rusty's a very dedicated young cricketer um, and has sort of planned for a lot of different outcomes when it comes to different types of deliveries and um, and when they start yeah, talking I,
0: tactics on how to get them out and they're showing, like, how they should set the field <laughs> and stuff like that, absolutely lost it. It's so perfectly done.
1: It's great. Um, also, is another chance this episode where we get to hear um, Anthony Field from the Wiggles, who is Rusty's dad, um, in this one. Uh, and, yeah, that's it's really funny. You he, he have uh, um, letters because, obviously, Rusty's dad is in the army. Yeah. Um, one of the other episodes that deals with Rusty is called Army and deals with that a, a fair bit as well. Um, I
0: saw that episode. I was wondering if there were going to be a I was like, It's going to be weird if they keep yeah. mentioning the Army in this show and it's like suddenly <laughs> getting kids to enlist or something like that. But the same character, I will watch that one because...
1: Yeah, it's a good episode.
0: Rusty um, kind of connecting with his dad because his dad mentions... In one of the letters, he, he says something about like if there is an issue in life, you can either kind of like, you know... Let it smash through the wickets, or you can take it on. And I love that the kid's way of connecting with his father is by playing cricket, also connecting with his brother. There's a really sweet moment where his brother gets him involved. He's like, Yeah, we're playing a game. Like, we're all a bit old. We're playing with a real ball. We'll give you a shot and let's just see how you go.
1: That ends the episode ends with it being passed down with Rusty passing it down to his little sister as well. Um, which is such a sweet ending too. But he hits her. He like Bandit says something like that. Uh, Rusty could have stayed out there all day if he wanted to, but he thought it was more important to give his sister like a, a catch. And he hits her just like an easy little catch. Um, and as he's I, walking off the field, you say
0: easy. I would have dropped it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, She's pretty good. She's pretty good. She's got her, she's got skills. Um, as he's walking off the um, the field at the park, it sort of. I guess, like, morphs into him uh, uh, walking off a, a, an actual cricket field and sort of high-fiving what I guess you could only assume is himself in the future playing uh, for, like, professional cricket, which is such a sweet, sweet ending. I think I'm not a sports person by any stretch, uh, but I think this is such a great way of dealing with the importance of sport for children without dealing with, like, well, you got to get there and learn to win and stuff. It's like, no, this is teaching them fundamentals of how to deal with life, um, yeah. And 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 the the things that they can use that it teaches them things that they can use to overcome things in life. Yeah.
0: I also want to give a shout out to one of the dogs that was fielding. I believe their name was Snickers. They're a sausage dog, and the part <laughs> with the balls yes. at their feet, and she like waddles over and she can't reach it, and it just cuts <laughs> cuts away from her. There's no resolution <laughs> to it.
1: <her>. Snickers, <laughs> Snickers is the
0: best. Sorry, I love Snickers, Chris. Dad, babies. One of my
2: all-time favorite episodes. Again, it is just so funny. Um, oh, the, <laughs> the, the premise, <laughs> the premise of Sing the episode to me, is that um, Bingo finds uh, her old baby harness that Chilly used to wear when she was a baby, um, and they get Bandit to put it on, and then they play Dad, baby. Side note: It always makes me laugh, and it it is, it is so relatable when the kids have an idea for something to do, and Bandit gets roped into it, and he has that moment of "Oh no, not Dad, baby!" But he still ends up having to do it. Um, it just makes me it's laugh. funny. You it's said so that, Chris. relatable.
0: Of all the episodes, this is the one that reminded me of you the most. <laughs> like by by far, you will do this one day, beat for beat.
2: <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, so they they get um, Bandit to wear the harness, and Bingo goes in the harness, and Bandit has to basically pretend that he's pregnant. Um, and he's trying to show Chili how easy it is, and doesn't doesn't understand why she used to complain and need to sit down and stuff like that. Um, Which and fella's the-
1: always a smart move to do. 10 out of 10. Chili's reaction where he starts talking and she goes, she starts rolling up her magazine. She goes, I'm just going to get this ready. <laughs> yeah. Like, she's just like, I know I where like, this is going. I'm going to have to beat the crap out of him for this. It,
0: in that scene, um, when Chili asks, like, well, what is it? He's like, and then um, Ben's like, oh, it's, it's a papoose. We used to walk around the park in it instead of sleeping. <laughs> I lost my shit laughing. that. that just, it was delivered so dryly. He's like, there were some bad times. <laughs> we got through it, though. <laughs> yep.
2: The, um, the, the, without a doubt, the best part of the episode, though, is when Bandit eventually has to, um, give birth to Bingo. And it cuts to Bandit laying in the, the, the waddling pool outside, uh, while, while Bluey <laughs> is helping him give birth. There's a, there's a particular line from Bluey where, where Bandit says, why are you asking me? You're supposed to be the doctor. And she says, "No, I'm not. I'm just a friend from the petrol station." It's just so <laughs> random. <laughs> um, and then, and then she, she they realise they need help, so she goes to Lucky's dad and says, "It's just such a funny moment where she's like, Lucky's dad, can you help us with something?" He's like, "Yeah, of course." And then it cuts to him at at Bandit's knees, and he's like, "I didn't know this is what you needed help with." <laughs> and um, the neighbours
0: see <clears> that she was
1: <with> faint. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, Wendy!
2: The, the, there's so many just little things in it that are so funny. Like the dim sims coming out, and he's like, "I'm getting a lot of dim, oh. dim sims," and then
0: then he ends up just standing there eating them. Um, oh, I don't God. know why. When that scene <laughs> happened, it was like my, my first thought when the dim sims came out of the fridge was like, "How's he gonna warm them up? How do you how do you reheat dim sims in the <laughs> microwave?" And he ate them cold. Mm, <laughs> don't know about that. Don't know about the, that. It's um, questionable.
2: The the moment where he's they're trying to get Bingo out, and Pat's just sitting there going, True Blue, is it me oh, or so you? Funny. And he's
0: yelling at, he's like, what's the score in the cricket? Tell yeah. me. <laughs> like, oh, the founder, um, who did it?
1: Hey, True Blue. <laughs> it- no, I, I, I love it. He goes, I really need to go see this one. <laughs> Bandit grabs him, he goes, you're not going anywhere, <laughs> Pat. <laughs> Pulls him back down.
2: Um, it is just a, a hilarious episode. Um, so that's why it's, it's on my, my list.
0: There's also a really sweet moment at the end when um, Bandit just hugs his kids and he kind of realizes, yeah, Chili went through some stuff, yeah. <laughs> and it was a kind of yeah. unsaid, but in the context of that, I think that was quite nice. Yeah. Uh, Joel, baby
1: race. Oh fuck, This has
0: a moment in it.
1: Yeah, yeah, and it's it is such a like we've talked about how Bluey is very like subtle with its um dealing with heavy topics. This one is so overtly obvious. Um, but I think it needs to be because of what it's trying to say. Um, Baby race is, um, uh, Chilly's telling the story about how um, Bluey was really early to crawl. She was like, she started crawling at a really early age and it made uh, Chilly a little bit uh, cocky. Um, and so she started getting a little bit too big for her britches uh, and at their mother's group, um, she uh, notices that um, one of the other children is sort of, Progressing with things a little bit further. Um, and so Chili take, takes it upon her own to sort of create a, a, an unsung baby race um, in, in terms to be the first one. She wants Bluey to beat this other child to walk. Um, and as we go on the, the episode, we, we, we find out that Bluey is very unique in the way that she is developing, she is a bum shuffler she started crawling and then she started crawling backwards. Uh, and then she, um, yeah, there's a whole bunch of different things that that, that she does in her own, in her own time, in her own way. Um, the other child ends up walking first and sort of, uh, Chile has like a bit of a moment of, um, I guess she would see it in that moment as uh, being a bit of a failure. Um, and it's not until one of the other mothers in the mother's group comes over, and explains to her um, that she's got nine kids and she's still figuring stuff out. And she sort of says, I just wanted to tell you one thing. And the camera cuts to this other dog's face and it barrels the camera. And this, this other mother says, you're doing a great job. Um, and from then on, Chili decides to run her own race with Bluey. Um, and it is, uh, she eventually walks uh, in the kitchen uh, and ends on a lovely line where Bingo says, "Why do you think she chose then to walk? Why did she want to walk in the kitchen?" Uh, and Chili says, "I don't know. I guess she saw something she really wanted." And it's uh, that voiceover is over the footage of Bluey walking towards uh, Chili, and it is so sweet, uh, so lovely, um, and such a good reminder. Uh, because I, I guarantee you, if you have a child you have been through many of the things that are addressed in this um in this episode and it it, it never ceases to to make me tear up thinking about the you're doing a great job part because it is so uh, on purpose and and so amazingly done and uh, i think this is just a phenomenal episode it's one of, yeah one of my all-time favorites i think
0: i think that moment where that other mom says doing a great job, is one of the most touching moments I've ever seen in in, in anything in the media. Anything. Yeah. I It's so well delivered. And I love when it cuts back to um uh Chili. That's the mum, is telling the story of the kids. Mm-hmm. She just wipes away a tear really quietly. And, and it, it's not made a big they don't make a big deal of it. It's just very subtle. Uh and it's also really good that she learned this lesson so many years ago and she's imparting it on her kids because the episode starts yeah. with Bluey being like, "Hey, I'm. Am I the best at this? Am I the best at that?" And she's like, "Just like run your own race." Run your own race. And then ex- you see the backstory for why she got there. I think this is a masterful episode,
1: and an important yeah. one as well. I, I, I think so too. There's there's the line before when the mother comes uh, the other the other mother from the mothers group, Coco's mum. Basically, um, she comes over to visit to visit Chilly, and she just sort of walks into the backyard as Chili's sort of being very like quite down having a very like um uh down a moment um and she sees coco's mom and she goes oh i'm so sorry the place is a mess like that's her first default reaction is like i'm so sorry i haven't been able to clean up and in that that again we talk about relatable um and, and relatable characters and relatable things that they're saying like that says so much in one line of dialogue um then, then uh, some, some stories can tell in, like, a, you know, pages and pages and pages, uh, and it's phenomenal.
0: Uh, moving on to Chris, I'm glad you threw some funny ones in here because the <laughs> gets me. I'm not even a parent, fuck's sake. <laughs> God damn it. Um, Hairdresses slash knits.
2: Yes. Uh, this is, from what I can remember, I think this is the first episode of Bluey that I saw. Um, I think that's why it's always stuck out to me because I just thought it was absolutely hilarious. Um, also, side note, I forgot to mention while we we're talking about Dad Baby, um, little mm. fun fact, that episode is banned in America.
0: Yes. Off oh, I just clicked with... if <laughs> it's for the exact reason I think it is?
2: So, yeah, it is, uh, it is banned in America. It, uh, was, it was not aired there. So there's... I, th- I can't remember if that's the only episode or if there's one other episode as well. I know there's little moments that are... You know,
0: America. Um, if you're going to ban that episode, you don't get any of the show. That's
1: it.
2: That's fair.
1: You don't deserve it any more. It's gone. <clears throat> it's. It, it is I, on that topic. It is great to see uh, Americans whinging, being like, "Why can't we have the new season already?" Because we're like, we've got all three seasons that are out so far, Hells, yeah. and America are like half a season behind still. Yeah, and they're just like waiting to dish it out, and it's like it's so great to be like, "No, this is ours." We get we get this first. Yeah,
0: half a we season made
1: behind. It. If they're banning that episode, they're about hundred
0: and fifty years behind.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um that. Onto hairdressers, though. <laughs> onto hairdressers. Um, so yeah, it's another one that I, I just think is hilarious. It also has like quite a nice little message in there. Um, so the premise of the episode is that um, Bingo is having trouble finding her voice. Um, she's having trouble expressing her thoughts and, and finding her voice um, and Bluey decides that they should um, play hairdressers with mum Chili. Um, so they're, they're playing hairdressers and Bluey keeps kind of is, is trying to to maintain small talk with Chili, but keeps interrupting her and talking over her and um, Chili reminds her that she's, fa- she's found her voice, but Bingo's having trouble finding hers and Bluey also needs to find her ears. Um, and then, in walks Bert Handsome, which is bandit, <laughs> uh, the most handsomest man in Queensland. Um, so he Not comes hard. in to he comes in to um, get his hair done. I think he mentions something on the lines of that he he asked the girls to to make him look more handsome. Although that's that's impossible. How can they? He's already the most handsome man. How is it possible that they can make him more handsome? Um, and <laughs> Then they discover that he's got nits um, and then just chaos ensues that um, they need to essentially find a way to to get the nits off of him. And This is the part that just always makes me laugh
0: is because they just basically beat the hell out of him. They beat the shit out of him. <laughs> yep. Like, um, yeah. to the point of it being mean, but still funny.
2: Yes. Um, and it's... Around, uh, kind of around this point, they do some stuff and then it's kind of around this point that Bingo actually finds her voice. Um, Chili asks her kind of what they should do. And, um, she, she asks Bluey to, to answer, but then she decides to let Bingo finish her sentence and, um, she comes out with, and I, I wrote this down so that I wouldn't get it wrong. Uh, she comes out with, I want to um, tie dad upside down from the tree and throw water balloons at him and then cover him in nit powder, which is flour and then rake him with the rake. Um, and that's what they do. Yep. Just torture end. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's got that nice little message where um, Chili's trying to explain to Bluey to help Bingo find her voice. And, and it mentions it like she struggles finding her voice, but throughout the day she, she eventually gets there. She makes, Gains the confidence and she she kind of is the one who has the solution in the end.
0: This is the episode, like, message-wise, it probably clicked with me the most. Because for somebody who hosts many podcasts and guests and many shows and all the type of stuff, I hate speaking because I mumble, I sometimes stutter, I have a lisp, and I often just forget words. So when that first happened to her and she's speaking and she just stopped I was like... That happens to me so often. It used to happen a lot more to me, um, but I'm like, oh, that that got me. I've uh, been seeing her at the end. Uh, I've able to speak. I mean, look, she'll she'll have her own podcast one day. Uh, <laughs> that 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 got me good. I think it's a good message for. I mean, obviously, a message for kids to to listen to each other and let each other speak. But also, some kids have issues with speaking, whether it's you know, a lisp, starter, whatever. Um, and it just kind of teaches them to take your time and you'll get there. I, I, thought, I thought that was really, really, good. Would have been great if something like that was out when I was younger. I would have been fine. But no. These fine. goddamn snowflakes now. <laughs> no, it was, it was really, really good to see. We go, it um, we're 32. <sighs> yeah, and, look, and, and look at me now. Huh? Voice of a generation. Uh, it's just not a very good generation. Joe. Joe? I just called you Joe because I mixed your name with the show.
1: Joel. Yep. The show. Joe. Yep. The show. Joe. Um, <laughs> is that what the episode we're talking about? See the what show? I mean? I can't
0: speak good. <laughs>
1: okay. I'm just complaining words. <laughs>
0: the show. The episode. The, the show. show.
1: Not the show. The show is Bluey. You're Joel. The show. I, I, I don't purposely mean to pick all the ones that have uh, this one's a little bit more subtle with its its meaning uh, and and one particular moment um, Mm. that I think is really fascinating Um, but yeah this is a a, a bingo and Bluey decide to put on a show for their parents um, and they want to tell the story of how um, they met and how their family was born basically Um, and they, they they do so by doing this sweet little like performance uh, which involves uh, a uh, what could only be assumed as like a drunk uh, bandit stumbling through um, and, and asking Chilly to to smell my feet and well, I love you I love my stinky feet you love my stinky feet
0: I love the bit where she's like so he's like that didn't happen like that and she's like that's pretty close.
1: Yeah, 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 it's pretty accurate. Um, or, or the the part is like at the the halftime where they have like an interval, and he goes, "I can see some uh, some discrepancies in the <laughs> storytelling, but overall, I'm having a good time." Um, it's it's yeah, yeah, a little three very glasses, good. Um, like opera glasses, <laughs> killed me. It's so, so good, uh, and then it sort of goes on to tell the story of how um, uh, Bluey and Bingo were born. Um, Bingo plays the part the role of Chili. uh, And she portrays being pregnant by having a balloon up her, up her shirt. Um, And there is a moment where the balloon pops and it cuts to, uh, to Bandit and Chili. And without even like looking over at her, Bandit just instinctively grabs Chili's hand. And that's all that is sort of seen in that moment. And Chili looks a little bit shaken and you could argue she's like going, oh, she's, Looking for the, 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 um, to make sure that her daughter's okay. Um, because the whole point they're putting on this show is because Bingo thinks she can't get anything right uh, and she can't do anything right. Um, and she always messes things up. Uh, and this could be a moment that could trigger another sort of, um, uh, uh, moment having to, 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 uh, reconcile with that. Um, but there are a lot of people, uh, throughout, uh, like the Bluey fans out there that are sort of like maybe relating that to the fact that. Uh, That Bluey was a rainbow baby, Um, and that's uh, that. Again, anyone who's probably been a parent has probably had to deal with something like that before, Um, and it's 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 pretty crazy how they do that in just one shot. That can make you think about that sort of thing. Um, I think the
0: creator came out and confirmed. Yeah, he did. But it 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 alluded to a miscarriage. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah um and that like that again like just talking about how artfully this show deals with such heavy heavy and what in this ke- instance can be seen as has always been a sort of a taboo subject um because it's it, it's something that you just you don't talk about and that's fine to a degree but why I guess is probably um yeah that's a whole other kettle of fish that I could go it's, down
0: I, I think again to me what makes this show so special is it, it's it's apparent it's bandit and chilly because like the kids stuff is, is fantastic it's so it's so well written but a lot of kids shows are really well written having these parents with multiple dimensions to them would actually they've gone through shit like they've done it tough they've had the good times the bad stuff often you see in shows it takes you know the kids grow up and then they look back and they realize oh wait i put too much pressure pressure on my parents they were fallible they were human this show is kind of setting kids up to understand that when they're young their parents are complex they're going to have their own issues that's where they can react to certain things it makes them fully fleshed out characters and i think a moment like that is for one not shying away from the topic because it happens Uh, And like you said a lot of people who are watching the show would have gone through that and I think just helping to somewhat, I guess, normalize it being mentioned is probably a healthy thing. I mean, look, I, I, I've never gone through that. So I, I can't really speak on it with any sort of authority on that, but yeah, when that moment happened and it sort of clicked, I can imagine seeing that would be very, very heavy, heavy, but also again, a little kind of the show is there with you kind
1: of thing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I, I love this. And also, like, I guess on a very superficial level, like I'm, I'm a, 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 a theatre kid from a long time ago, so, like, seeing them put on this little performance was very <laughs> heartwarming as well. Um, and the way they do it. Their production value is 10 out of 10. Love it. Um, but, yeah, to have that sort of just that moment in the middle of this episode that is so light and breezy to a point. uh, And then I guess there's one point in the middle that just sort of stops you in your tracks and really makes you think and has these conversations with the people around you who may be watching the same show. Um, And it's just, it's stunning, stunning stuff.
0: Uh, And moving on to the last episode that we've got from you two is an episode that I think elevates above any other piece of children's media that I've seen for a long, long time. Chris, you pick Sleepy Time, and thank you for sharing with <laughs> us. Um,
2: again, this, this might have been only like the second episode of Bluey that I saw. I remember it was one of the very early ones that I saw. Um, and it's another one of those ones that has a really good message, but also just has some really funny moments in along the way. Um, and it's also really relatable. Um, so the the show, the episode is that uh, it's essentially bedtime. Um, and throughout the night, um, it's once Bingo falls asleep, it starts kind of going through Bingo's dream. Um, there's kind of multiple things that are happening. So you're getting kind of visuals of what Bingo's dreaming, which she's essentially dreaming that, um, it's, she's floating through space. Her and her, her bunny are floating through space. Um, and while this is happening, um, there's a... A hilarious moment, which is very relatable, particularly for me, where um, Bluey is standing next to, Chili and Bandit's bed, just staring at Chili and Jilly wakes up and she's like, "No, oh. um,
1: <laughs> yep."
2: I I used to do this when I was a kid. I used to get up and <laughs> and stare at my dad and just wait for him to God. wake up and tell me that I could get into bed with them. Um,
1: yeah, Gr- Griffin does this currently. This is his new thing that he does. Not inspired by the show, this is just what he does. And there's been multiple times in the past few weeks where I've like rolled over and it's been. Oh,
0: Chris, Mild i, I think I thought you were saying you're going know, to relate to the. There was a moment that genuinely made me laugh out loud where in uh, in, in uh, Bingo's dream, she's. Sorry, was it. Yeah, it's Bingo trying to get to sleep. Yeah. Um, yep. In Bingo's dream, her and Bluey are like running across a planet together.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> it cuts to them just kicking the shit out of bandit. Yeah, and that yeah. was uh, so funny.
2: That that is very relatable for me at the moment. So we're dealing with at the moment. <laughs> Lachlan, um, Lachlan gets out of his bed. He, I think it's a mixture of sometimes he has bad dreams and other times he um, just gets lonely. Um, he gets out of his bed and he comes into our bed, which is not big enough for the three of us. So. <laughs> Um, yeah, he kicks the shit out of you and rolls everywhere and hits you. And a, a few weeks ago at one point, my partner woke up and Lachlan was literally laying on top of my side. Like his <laughs> whole body was on top of me and it's like, like we were stacked. <laughs> um, so yeah, were, very relatable.
1: You wait. You were totoro yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. Yeah.
2: Very relatable for me. Um, and then the other the other part that's relatable is like um, Chili tries to go back to bed, and Bingo and Blue are in the bed, so she goes to I think Bingo's bed, and she's laying there with like this tiny little blanket on her, and that's yeah. Half the time I end up in Lachlan's bed if he ends up in our bed, so yeah. Um, but yeah, the moment where where Bingo's like running across the planet, she's kicking, and then all of a sudden. Uh, they they hit Bandit in the balls and he's like Ooh, biscuits <laughs> yep. uh, uh, just so many funny moments and then kind of the heartwarming part throughout the episode is that um, Bingo ends up in the bed by herself without the blanket on and she ends up uh, she's very cold and in her dream you can see that she's kind of cold and lost and then Chilly comes to her and chili is the sun um, and comes and warms her and, and takes her back to bed and says no matter even if I'm not with you i'm still with you basically um and then kind of in bingo's dream she goes back into the world and you can kind of see her world starting to come back together but then she realizes that she doesn't have a, a bunny and then Bobby. chili takes it back to her and then when she has a bunny the bunny cuddles up with her and then the other bunnies come around and fix the world around her so it's like they're fixing her world so it's it's a very heartwarming moment i've
0: never seen a children's show go symbolic. Where-
1: they did it with this, and I, I I think this is stunning. I think this is a beautiful episode. It's um, it helps too that they use um, uh, like the music in Bluey in general is just like phenomenal. Um, like Joff Bush is like incredible. Um, and I've listened to those two like albums that are out of music, and they are genuinely good soundtracks. Um, but this episode in particular, they use the Planet Suite, um, and I hadn't really sort of picked up on that, but my wife actually did she's because she used to listen to that a lot when she was a child um and was like oh it's it's the planet suite that's and which obviously makes sense for the the context of what they're what they're trying to get across um visually with the show in this episode but yeah that like that music is so beautiful in some points as well and it just elevates this uh this whole story to another level
0: uh the last episode on my list is an episode that i picked so you guys gave me these 10, and I, I watched them, and I thought, okay, let's just make sure that I've covered all the bases. So I, I googled top Bluey episodes, and I read through a few different lists, and this episode was repeatedly number one. Um, it's from season one. It's called Camping, and I watched uh, it. Ah, yes. And wow, I can see why it's number one. Basically, the family goes camping, caravanning. I think it was slipping in a caravan at one point. Um, and Bluey meets another another dog another kid um named Jean-Luc Jean-Luc is French doesn't speak any English but they form this like unlikely friendship that goes beyond the boundaries of of language and race and all that type of stuff they are just two kids they're having fun and they they are learning to understand each other and they just every day they meet up they play then they go have their dinner and they go to sleep and we see that happen for a few days they're trying to uh formulate a plan to, to hunt down bandit uh bandit gets hunted a lot in this show but their plans to hu- hunt yeah. down bandit they make a little house together like out of sticks uh they plant a tree which we'll come back to and they make you these really fun moments and at, at the end of each night they give each other a hug and they run back off home and the last time they hug jean-luc says goodbye knowing that he's gonna leave the next day uh but Bluey doesn't understand French, runs off, thinks they're going to be friends forever, comes back to the next day. jean Luke's not there, runs to the campsite, tent's gone, and then asks Chilly, no, where's where's my friend gone? And Chilly has to explain to him that, sorry, explain to her, I keep calling him Bluey him. I think it's because when I first saw the show, I thought Bluey was the dad. I've
2: learned a few I think, things. I today. think most people think that Bluey is a boy because same yeah. color as Bandit.
0: Yeah, that's the one. That's a good save. Thank you. Um, (laughs) But Chili explains to Bluey that while these things can't last forever, kind of be happy that they happen. Enjoy the time that you had. Who knows what will happen another day, but for now, don't don't be sad about it. Just be happy about the time you had together. Uh, And then they do a fast forward, which blew my fucking mind. (laughs) The end of the episode, you see an older version of Bluey. Walk to that tree that they've planted that has grown over the years. We see a little uh, cut together thing of it, the tree growing through all the seasons. And she sits down underneath it with a book. And then Jean Luc just says, Hi, Bluey. And then it ends. And I was a mess. I thought, Yep. That is so far beyond what the show had to do. (laughs) Fucking incredible. It teaches, it teaches kids about, like, loss. It, it's showing, like, the innocence of their youth. They don't care that the this person is, quote-unquote, like, different to them. They want to do the same thing. They, they are playing together, having fun together. They're just two good people who want to be friends. I think that is such a good lesson for kids. Because that would happen a, I, I, I can't have kids. I, I imagine it happens a lot. You guys may go away for a weekend, or you may see some like you know some family you don't see often, and they form a friendship with somebody, and it lasts a few days, and then suddenly you have to leave, or somebody else has to leave, or whatever, and they're broken up again. I think just teaching kids that you're going to meet a lot of people, you're going to make a lot of friends, enjoy each one. I think it's such a cool, that's such a good message.
1: What did you guys think of camping? Yeah. Uh, it's 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 one of those ones. Yeah, I do see it at the top of a lot of lists, and I do. I do love it dearly. It's not one of my personal favorites, but it is. Yeah, that fast forward at the fr- end. Heard like he said- first. Joel
0: hates the French. <laughs> <laughs> Confirmed. <laughs> knew it. Oh. I, I had my fucking. I had my my thoughts about
1: this. I knew it. This is all little bit of trap. This eh? is yeah. This is a massive honeypot. to fucking capture me. <laughs> in are yeah, honeypot here to talk about Bluey. Yeah. Um yeah no i i do think this episode is wonderful though as well um i, I that fast forward at the end like you said is like it just it, it didn't need to be there but it is such a, a a lovely end cap um it's not the only time we go forward in time with with some of the oh. characters in bluey as well um there is another episode i was wondering because
0: bluey mentions a name that isn't anyone in her family when she goes and sits, sits, sits underneath the trees so i'm like oh will there be, ever be context for that or is it just like Purposefully vague.
1: Also, she says she says I'm just uh, I'm just borrowing it. I'll give it back. Muffin doesn't she? Who's Muffin?
0: Uh,
2: Muffins,
1: m- oh, m- Muffins
2: yours, in yeah. a lot of the episodes. Muffins, their cousin. Yeah, the
0: cousin. Yeah. Okay, I think Muffin. Muffin is
2: one of my favorite characters in the show. Muffins
0: in, <laughs> uh, Muffins, Muffins in camping at the start uh, when they're yeah. playing in the caravan and Muffin runs in. It's like, give me back my mug. Give me back my pot. <laughs> get out. Yeah. And yeah. I also. Like I said before, I was watching a few episodes over dinner, and there was the one about the the granny mobile. Um and oh, Muffin yeah, takes the guise of of a grumpy grandma. There's also a line yeah. that's like, should I play grumpy grandma? And and uh Blue is like, I don't know if there's any other type.
1: I don't know how i you to play this. If so,
2: you whatever. if you want a good Muffin episode, watch facey time.
1: Facey Time, a hundred percent. Yep. Because
0: cow watch on iView boy? I Hat. may have this on my other screen all day tomorrow watching this yeah, because I'm <laughs> genuinely enjoying it. It's very fun it,
1: it's It's such an easy watch too. Like I mean, it, it relatively like it, there are episodes that will just like leave you a blubbering mess. But like it, it, in terms of like it, I think that's why I love it so much is it it just it can it can tell such poignant and beautiful stories in seven minutes, like seven minutes these episodes go for. I think the longest one is Sleepy Time, and I think that might be eight and a half minutes. I think they had a little bit of extra time with that one. Ridiculous. It was, it was a season finale, <laughs> but um, yeah, I know, right? Just overindulgent, right?
0: And uh, even, even like you say seven minutes, I, because I was watching so many of them today, they're actually a lot shorter because you take out credits and titles, Yeah, they're yeah. about six, if not a little bit under. Yep. It, it, it's crazy, the stories they can tell in that little time. Um, but- while Bluey is a short show, this has been a long show. So, let's start to wrap this one up. But um, before we do, we have to do the classic love letters trope. Can you both describe your relationship with Bluey in three words? Joel, we'll start with you. Oh,
1: God. Um, becoming a better me. All
0: right. Has there been, a, has there been an episode about counting? <laughs> <laughs> Pardon? Has there been an episode about counting? Because that, that's four words, champ. Yeah.
1: Nah, 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 No. No. A better, a I better,
0: a better. I'm, like with a pot Okay, I'll, I'll allow that. Sure. I'm dying on the hill. Yep. Um, I'm you're. I'm really d- dead d- on d- the hill.
1: Yeah, I'm doubling down <laughs> on it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> like, <I'm> d- <laughs> d- <laughs>
1: hmm.
0: Chris, can you do any better? Can you go um. any closer without going over? The bar is so low i was
2: basically <laughs> gonna say
0: <laughs> chris is gonna be I like i like say- the show
1: how many words is that?
2: <laughs> i was gonna say basically the same thing but in three words i was
1: gonna say makes me better that's it yep <clears throat> thank you cool what? this dummy over here damn you both oh uh, well I- i'll um
0: yeah i can't do i can't do anything though joel you've <laughs> done your own mess <laughs> you absolutely made a mess there Jesse, I've just given you more ammunition for future episodes of things. I I have enough ammunition, sir. I have a whole... I'm aware of that. I have two Avatar films. Joel, we'll go back to you. Do you have anything to plug and where can
1: people find you? Uh, Yeah, uh, dialogue options with my very, very good friend, Kyron. We have a video games podcast. We just talk about video games, generally stuff that we like. We kind of don't tend to talk about too much new stuff at the moment because... It's all a bit of a bummer. Not good. Um, no, some bad shit. Uh, so we, we generally just talk about like stuff that we like, stuff that we're playing. Um, Jesse's on the show sometimes. It's, it's, it's a good time. Our last episode that we just did, we put out uh, our little like, retrospective of uh, PAX Australia for 2023. Um, and so, yeah, go and check that out uh, across everything at Dialogue Options um, on your, your favourite podcast platform of choice.
0: Fantastic. And Chris, need to plug in, where can the folks at home find you?
1: Um, at
2: home. That's usually the main place. Um,
0: Chris, <laughs> you were so far ahead of Joel before. Okay, because you knew how to count. And now you've gone backwards.
2: Um, Falcon Footy Pod. Um, as Jesse mentioned earlier, we're uh, an Australian Football League um, podcast. Uh, discussing all things trade period at the moment. as disappointing as it's been Uh, apart from that um on twitter lowry underscore 16 that's pretty much it
0: yeah make sure you like um like they both mentioned dialogue options and the falcon a footy podcast spotify itunes all good podcasting platforms even some of the bad ones but go there subscribe give us a listen tell your friends about it um yeah tell us what you think while you're there continue listening to the podcasts to listen to now which is confusing but love letters you already listened to it so give it a like go on to um spotify there's a little thing where you can give us five stars that would be much appreciated uh, give us a follow tell your friends about it we've got a uh, a cavalcade of episodes to listen to i don't think there's the right context for that uh recently we did uh lord of the rings last week in <laughs> next week i'm really mixing it up and we're going from bluey to Saw. uh and we've also got a few other episodes dredge is in the works frasier everyone loves That's hey. in the works as well so keep an eye out for that we're gonna have a bit of fun there you can also keep up to date with everything we do here on threads and instagram at love letters show and we're on twitter who knows how much longer i'm not spending a dollar a year at love underscore letters pod so come give us a follow tell us what you think and give us some, some suggestions for future episodes it's a uh, we like to jump around a bit but with that Joel Chris thank you for joining in thank you for introducing me to Bluey
1: you're welcome hope you both
0: had fun listeners at home do yourself a favour look if you haven't watched the show you don't have to be a parent to enjoy it it's genuinely a fun well written well acted show Um, it's on ABC iview if you're in Australia you can watch it for free which is the best price but go check it out and in the meantime stay safe Be nice to each other. We'll catch you next week. Bye. See ya.